Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring Honor Reviews podcast, where if you want it, review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic news, and even some TV stuff as well. Today is the 76th episode of the podcast. It's happening on September 18th, 2018. So for thumbs up, thumbs down, what I normally do is go over um, news that's been going through the whole week, give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, all the way in the circle. So the first thing I have up here is the DC Universe and its streaming service. So this past week, um, September 15th to be exact, DC has um, announced and launched their DC streaming service. So basically this service is going to have a ton of DC properties. So every DC movie you could think of, whether it's animated or even live action, will be on the service. Also, there'll be the comic book books on there as well. So, for me, this is definitely a grand thing to have in your arsenal. Um, so, just think about all the comic books that came out for DC will be on this streaming service. Think about every single movie you can think of. The, um, the 1970s Batman, the 1970s Superman. Every single um, animated property, which you should go and watch the the Flash um, Point Paradox. Go watch that uh, animated property. Um, so all those movies, all those um, downloadable content will be available all in one streaming service. So this is probably the best thing that DC has come up with. And their pricing isn't bad as well. So for um, annual fee... It will be $75 per year, which isn't a bad thing. That's roughly $625 per month if you think about it. Or if you're not trying to do a yearly kind of thing, which you should really do yearly, um, you can do a monthly fee, which the monthly fee is only $8 a month. Um, think about it. You're saving money doing the yearly. And think about all the property you will get to watch and see on a monthly basis. So that, that for me just spells greatness. It's cheaper than... Um, Netflix right now and the properties that's going to be on the DC streaming service will be amazing so for me that is a thumbs up it's just it's just greatness uh, I, I'm very very hyped about this whole streaming service in general there's going to be a lot of things going on with it there's going to be chances to win different um, events and exclusive um, experiences I believe there's supposed to be one that's supposed to be um you could get picked to become a person that goes to LA to be able to drive, not really drive, um, ride in a Batmobile, which to me, that's kind of cool. That's kind of, that's kind of gangster to be honest. Um, as a person who loves, um, the Batman property, not as much as another property that I can't mention cause it's not DC, but for Batman being able to ride in a Batmobile is very, very awesome. I can say that it's very, very awesome. So for me, the launch date of September 15th that just passed a couple of days ago, which was on Batman Day. If you haven't known that, that's Batman Day is September 15th. So it's amazing that they all launched on September 15th itself. So the first show will be, um, the first show that's going to be on DC streaming service will happen on October 13th or 12th. I can't remember which day it was, but that will be Teen Titans. Um, well, Titans, it's going to be. The grown-up version of the Teen Titans show, you remember on the um, Cartoon Network series? It'll be the grown-up version of that one, and live-action of sorts. So that will be on the DC streaming service on October 13th or 12th. can't remember which day it is, but it's one of those two days. 
But you will get a preview of it during um, the New York City Comic Con, which happens on October 3rd to the 7th, I believe. So if you go to the New York Comic Con, you get to see a preview of the Titan series, and it'll come out on the 13th or the 12th. I can't remember what day it was, but it'll come out during that week. So it's kind of cool to see that this all come together, and it's coming out before the Disney one. So this is definitely a leg up for um, DC, and it's definitely going to be a great thing happening. The next thing I have here is um, a Titans clip. So basically in this clip, um, you can go on the link on the description down below. If you go on the website, you will see it under the podcast um, um, listing itself. But there is a clip with um, the Titans. So basically in the clip, there's going to be um, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. For folks who haven't um, read the comics, Jason Todd is a very, very important character for the near future. So you definitely should go watch that. You just have to definitely go and figure out why is he so important. But it's going to be very, very integral to the the Batman family kind of lore of sorts. So it's kind of cool to see that um, their interaction. And this clip itself, I give it a thumbs up just because it made me laugh. And you can see how um, the, the little nuances in the Jason Todd characters just comes out on the screen very easily, very quickly. And you could know what's going to happen to his future. And being a fan of DC, it just makes me smile inside. So um, that one is a thumbs up for sure. The next thing I have here is the live action series that's coming to Netflix. So basically what's happening is um, Netflix is doing a, well, I can't say a reboot. Actually, you can. It's a reboot basically of the um, Avatar property. So if you don't remember, um, folks, you don't remember, how dare you? You should definitely go watch this. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender, which came out roughly on Nickelodeon from um, 2003 to around 2008 um, on Nickelodeon. And it's such a great property, and it warms my heart every time I watch the series. It's just a, a, a fun property, and the characters are so loving and so complex that... Um, they went out to get a season two, well, not season two, part two, basically, where all the characters are aged out, and then you get a new um, avatar of sorts, which happens between 2012 and 2014. So it's amazing to see that that happened there. I will semi-talk about the live-action version that happened in 2010 by M. Shyamalan, which wasn't good at all. It, it was atrocious. Um, that's... And that's me saying it lightly. Um, it did a lot of bad things. And I am so glad that they're deciding to go with the, another live action version of it. And this time the um, creators of the, the TV show from Nickelodeon will be the producers for this live action on um, Netflix. So that, that makes me smile inside because I'm like, all right, at least we'll know that someone from the original good content will be on for this new live action property. The only thing that kind of scares me a little bit though, is the concept art for Appa and, um, Aang. Um, it shows Appa as being extremely big. And when I mean big, I mean, Aang could probably fit in his mouth quite easily. And for me, that feels like he's way too big. 
And if you need to have it where they need to escape fast, then he's a tad bit too big. Maybe if you made it where um, he's the size of maybe Appa's head, kind of, that would be a little better. Because you still need Appa to be big enough to hold at least, like, five, six of them on his back. But not big enough to where he could fit easily in his mouth. This feels a little weird. This feels like he's way too big. And anyone without airbending powers won't be able to get on his back as easily. And this feels like it would be like a, a little bit of a weirdness to it. So for me, the news of hearing that this series is coming out, that this live action would be there, is definitely a plus. Big, big plus. Um, I need to be able to wipe out the thoughts of the M. Night Shyamalan debacle and see how great a series for Avatar could be if done correctly. And if um, respecting the original content that came out that made the series so great how it was back in um, the early 2000s. So for me, this one here gets a thumbs up just because I am ready for some new stuff from the Avatar um, Last Airbender property. So thumbs up all the way. The next thing here is a interesting property. Um, the... The movie that's coming out, it's going to be 2019 roughly, it is going to be a Harriet Tubman biopic. And yeah, you heard me correctly, Harriet Tubman. Um, I'm surprised. There hasn't been any, really any Harriet Tubman biopics or even movies about her at all. So um, she's getting one now. Um, so it's kind of kind of cool. Um, when I read about the story, I feel like the story would be a good one. Um, they're going to think about going past the whole, um, first, you know, original story I have folks here. And when you think about Harriet Tubman, you think about her freeing the slaves and her leading them to the North. So what they're going to probably do is do that, but even go further than that, which is a good thing uh, for me. I feel that if you just ended off there where she's frees the slaves, it feels like it's not going to be an amazing story and, if you go past that, then it'll be probably good. Because when it comes down to it, she even led a couple of um, Union Army um, soldiers. So that would be a kind of good story to tell. I kind of want to see her on the front lines being like, all right, I'm leading you guys X, Y, and Z. I've done this. I've led a, a big group of people anyway from the south to the north. So I'm probably the best person for this job. And I kind of want to see that style of her. And I kind of want to see... You know how great of a leader she is besides you know taking people from the south to the north i want to see her being like battle strategies i still want to see her do um very very great things so hearing that they're really trying to do the best thing for a character I i'm all for it um i'm i'm t actually tired of seeing like 12 years of slave movies out there it, it feels kind of weird when i say it but at the same time I wasn't a fan of 12 Years a Slave, so I would love to see a Harriet Tubman movie that isn't 12 Years a Slave, but focuses on her strength, her ability to overcome her um, adversaries, and to overcome the the times that she's, she had to involve herself in. So I would like to see all that mixed with, you know, maybe a, a smidge of comedy, because you, you need something to offset it a little bit. But for the most part, I want to see, like, uh, like, like her, her leadership ability. That'd be kind of great to see that on screen. So for me, hearing that 
this movie is going to be starting in um, October for a screen, um, not screening, um, October for, um, for, for, I'm blanking, um, October for starting production and then maybe come out at late um, 2019 is a great thing. Plus, um, the character that's, the, the actress, actress that's playing um, this person, Harriet Tubman, is Cynthia um, Irvino. 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 I think it's Irvino. Yeah, she's done quite a bit of um, stage plays, which is kind of cool. Um, and she's she's a well-tested um, actress, so I'm actually okay with that. So I can't wait to see more from this character. Uh, yep. Yeah, um, next I have here is The Girl in the Spider-Webs um, trailer number two. So the first trailer really drew me in, and I was... Um, curious to see what will come about this whole person's um events and the story itself really felt like it was very intriguing so trailer two came out and the first bit of the trailer two kind of rehashed what happened in part one of the trailer which i'm fine with because when it comes down to it i am a, a firm believer that just your, your trailers should not always have brand new material but sometimes you could also you know, circle around the material you have now to make it seem better. And that's what it did. It made it seem better. It took it from a different angle. It kind of chopped and screwed what they did in trailer one to trailer two. So that for me, it felt great just because it felt kind of newish, but at the same time, you've already received that information. So I was happy with that. And they also gave a little bit more into the backstory of, um, the character, and then who she's going against. So it's kind of cool to see all that aspect fall out in the trailer. So for me, when I watched it, I was actually hyped, and I was actually really ready to see what exactly is, you know, going to transpire between these two characters and and what will take them from point A to point B. So for me, that's a thumbs up. When you cover those aspects of... You don't give away too much in the trailer, but you at the same time, you actually give a little bit more information while keeping me interested and not, you know, um, give brand new scenes, then I'm fine with that. So that for me is the reason why I got thumbs up. The next trailer I have here is um, Mary Poppins Returns. So I can be honest, um, when I was watching this trailer, I smiled the whole way through. Um, I'm even laughing now. I'm smiling right now when I'm, when I'm actually reviewing this one here. Um, it was a fun trailer. It really was. And when the trailer came on, the music hit, my memory hits about the old Mary Poppins movie. And then when she sees Michael and I'm like, oh yeah, that is Michael from the first original one. Wow. Okay. Hit my brain and thought about it. Like, yes, he was an original one. So that made me smile even more. I kind of wish they did have the old school song of Mary Poppins, you know, pushed in there a little bit, or even, you know, drapes around the whole um, trail itself, but I'm fine. They had a new song that was there, which it wasn't bad. Um, I kind of wish they had a, a different song there. And again, I wish they had added in, you know, one of her true time-tested songs in there. That would be very, very amazing for me. But I digress. The whole trailer itself had me smile. And the fact that they had um, Dick Van Dyke at the end of the trailer, 
he popped out and I was like, wow, Dick Van Dyke. Wow. He's in this movie. Okay. Yes. I did not, I did not know that. And I was like, that's wow. That's so amazing. I'm, I'm glad that the fact that they was able to get him into this movie and that just brings our movie up even better just because I know these characters should be the aged, the age properly of the characters, which is a great thing. Um, whenever you're able to bring in the homage to the old version, but always, you know, push forward with your own is something that is a testament to what you need to do to make your properties better. So for me, I, I rather not where you copy exactly what Mary Poppins did, which you don't need to do. Like you want to really stick away from that. So this trailer did exactly that. This trailer stayed away from it. This trailer did as much fantastical stuff that it could have done without reminding you too heavily about the first original Mary Poppins. It gave you a little splits here, a little splits there. And it's like, all right, you're popping an old character in here. You pop an old character there. Um, you bring a song that sounds very cool. You bring the imagery of, you know, Mary Poppins and what it means to be Mary Poppins. And it it hits. It hits great. It hits hard. And if you've watched the f original Mary Poppins, then this one will definitely make you smile inside for real. And if you don't, you're, you're not alive at all. I'm just saying. So, yes, thumbs up for this one. Really thumbs up. Unfortunately, the next trailer I watched um, wasn't as good as the Mary Poppins trailer. And that trailer was the Netflix movie Apostle. So this one here, it really did not speak to me at all. Um, it just felt kind of like a weird version of Supernatural. And even that, Supernatural is a better um, rendition of, you know, um, the supernatural <laughs> supernatural of uh, those kind of events that happen so this apostle movie it feels kind of weird and I, I really wasn't sure what was happening in the movie half the time and i was like i'm not sure if he's supposed to be a good guy bad guy this the main the main character feels like there's not much to him and you haven't really showed enough to make me care about the movie so for, for the trail itself i just it just felt weird um, when I watched it, I was like, okay, things are happening. Um, gore here, gore there. Just, all right. I guess it, it should be good. For the first trailer, it really didn't do much for me. So that's why I get the thumbs down. It just, I need my trailer to, to show me something and make it coherent enough to where I can at least say, all right, boom. This looks good. This looks good. The story kind of tells me what should happen from point A to point B somewhat. Um, don't give me the full plot line or everything, but give me just a little bit here, a little bit there, so I can connect it kind of, and figure out, like, all right, maybe these two do connect together, a possibility, but this one, it felt like it had 14 different plot lines, and they mixed together not coherently enough, so then you watch, and it's like, I'm not really sure what exactly what's happening i'm not really sure what they're doing and just it feels like they didn't know what they wanted to put out and the marketing team was like the marketing team was like all right just put out this trailer hopefully it does okay 
good thing we didn't spend too much money on this. Hopefully, they didn't spend too much money on this. But they put it out, and it's like, eh, maybe it'll do good. So, for me, this, no, this doesn't do anything for me at all. So, thumbs down for Netflix's Apostle movie. So, the next trailer I have here is a trailer that just came out this morning, actually. Um, it's a, definitely a great trailer. And it definitely was something I wasn't expecting at all. And the trailer I'm talking about is Marvel Studios' um, Captain Marvel. So, first and foremost, the... The de-agent of Samuel L. Jackson. I'll give that a thumbs up, for sure. Um, I was scared, and I was concerned, because the de-agent process in Marvel hasn't been good. Um, I know a lot of folks love the Michael Douglas de-agent in Ant-Man. I'm not a fan of that. It just looks weird to me. It just, he feels very, very cartoonish. It looks it looks very, very bad. Um, the same thing for Lawrence Fishburne in the Ant-Man 2 movie. I can't stand the, the agent effect they did. It, was just, it looks very, very weird. It looks very, very cartoonish. It just doesn't look real at all. The same thing for um, um, Tron Legacy. When they did the whole the agent factor also, it, just, it doesn't feel good. So when I saw this trailer and the fact that he's going to be the age for the whole movie, I was concerned. But after watching the trailer... I am not concerned anymore. I'm actually okay with it. Um, the de-agent effect looks pretty good. He looks like the um, the version of his character from um, Die Hard 4. So I'm okay with that. Um, I'm perfectly fine. He looks, he looks cool enough. Um, he doesn't look horrible. So I'm perfectly okay with that. I think they brushed up his, his looks. So with Samuel Jackson, there's not much to de-age on him. But it looks very, very good. So I'm actually cool with that. The trailer stuff, it did um, the plot points. It did what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get you hyped about it. Um, for the first trailer, it's a pretty good first trailer. I do like um, um, Lee, um, Lee... Brie Larson, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't remember her name for a second. But yeah, Brie Larson, um, love her. Um, she looks amazing. She looks very good. I like the fact that they brought the the comic version of her um, costume out. So they had the Kree version, they had the, the comic accurate version, and then they had the the Mohawk of sorts um, too. So the scene that looks amazing. It did what it's supposed to do. It got you hyped. It m- hit the points it needed to hit. It brought the scrolls in there. It's kind of cool when she punched the old lady in the face. I, I kind of know that's a scroll. Otherwise, wow. You punched a random old lady. But I, I think it's a scroll. Um, so scrolls are... The evil people, uh, for all you comic book folks that don't know. Um, scrolls, or non-comic book folks that don't know. Yeah, that sounds better. Scrolls are evil characters that could shapeshift into other people. So, I think that old person that she punched was a scroll. Hopefully it was. Um, yes, hopefully it was. But yes, uh, there's a whole lot of 90s things and themes that come out there. The fact that she busted through a um, blockbuster movie, well, blockbuster videos... Hilarious. I remember Blockbuster. And I kind of wish there was more of them. I think there's like one left. Which is kind of crazy to think about it. But it used to have been very, very popular back in the 90s. So it's kind of cool to see everything transpire in the, the trailer itself. So for me, I give it a thumbs up. It looks good. It gets you hyped. It does what it's supposed to do. And, and for a trailer that I wasn't expecting much from. And it being two minutes long. 
it, it got me hyped. It, it didn't show too much of the story, which I'm okay with, because we still have quite a bit of um, time from now to March. And I feel that the next two trailers might give quite a bit of backstory into it, which is fine by me. But for the first trailer itself that dropped out here, I'm perfectly fine with that. So that's it for thumbs up, thumbs down. Next thing I have here is the come to theater section. So every week there's basically movies come out in the theaters. And I rank them from either interested to I'll pass. So if you go on the actual um, link on my um, podcast page, you'll see the four movies that come out this past week. Well, this that are coming out this week. So the first movie here is The House with the Clock in Its Walls. And that one is by Jack Black. So that movie itself, I gave it a a semi-pass. Um, when I saw the trailers for it, it feels like a, a normal Jack Black kind of movie. I, I'm not too hyped, not too not hyped about it. It's just, I'm in the middle of it. And for me, give the semi-pass is because I, I wouldn't mind go seeing the movie. But at the same time, I'm not going to run out to be like, all right, I got to see this Jack Black movie. You know, uh, I'm not really exactly hyped about it at all, but I can say that it looks like it'll be a little bit of fun, so that's the only reason why I get a semi-pass instead of a hard pass, um, so yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I'm not running to the theater to go see it. Another movie that I'm not running to the theater to go see at all is um, The Sisters Brothers, so this one is with um, John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. This movie doesn't look good at all. It looks like it'll, it'll be semi born and it feels like I'm gonna fall asleep through the whole movie and not gonna remember everything um for me it didn't speak to me at all the trailers really didn't do anything um it just feels like it'll be a boring movie and I I I don't know I I really don't want to see this movie at all I'm probably gonna watch it anyway just to watch it but at the same time I feel like there's not gonna be any sense made during the whole runtime of this movie and it feels like it's going to be um, a born property, to be honest. So, yeah, that's that's a hard pass for me on that movie. The next movie I have here is um, Science Fair. So, I actually saw a advanced screening of this movie. And it was kind of good. I, I did like what it came out with. Um, so, for me, I gave this one a quite interested movie um, in general. Um, you should definitely go see this movie. Because if you're a fan of, you know, science things... Or if you've ever been in science fair, this is exactly what it is. It's basically following these um, young adults, and they are doing a science fair, which is um the state, not state, the International Science Expo of sorts, which is, I'd never heard of that ever at all. And seeing this whole thing, it's a very, very big thing. And these folks go on to live, like, extravagant lives. Like, you see them on TV, you see them um, getting great jobs and all that good stuff. So you win this, and it opens up a lot of doors for you. So it's it's crazy. I kind of wish that I knew about this when I was going to high school myself, because then I probably would would have done you know something grand or something amazing with it. But watching this uh, movie, it looked very very good. I, I really was entertained by it. It had quite a funny um, had quite a bit of funny um, aspects to it. It brought some heart into it as well. There's a few instances where it was kind of droll a little bit, but that was like maybe five, ten minutes of the whole um, runtime. So for me, um, this movie in general is definitely one of those things where you can watch it 
and bring your family, bring your friends, um, bring um, your cousins, aunts, uncles. You could watch it and still have quite a bit of fun time with it. And even some great memories. So for me, I, I give that one quite interested. The next movie I have here is um, Life Itself. So this movie is with um, Oscar Isaac and um, Antonio Banderas. So I am a barely interested in this movie only because of Antonio Banderas and his character and how does he um, interact with other characters. So I kind of want to see the backstory on that. There's like a little bit of interest in what I want to see from this movie. Just because the trail itself didn't give away too much, which is it, that's what it's supposed to do. So it made me want to watch it. But I have a feeling that it might be kind of boring. But at the same time, I kind of want to see what exactly happens in the movie. Because the, the trailer, it gave a little bit. But then it made you want a little bit more. So it, it definitely did its job um, as trailers go. So based on the trailer itself, that it, it made me somewhat interested in it. I kind of want to go see it just to see exactly what happens. So for me, I give that one a barely interested. So um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com any movie reviews and even this podcast as well if you love watching tv shows enjoy watching movies therefore you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews if you want to write for reviews for this website please email me at info at bring and use the subject line i want to join the review team um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at DwightAntC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.